What is up, everyone, humans and mutants alike? My name is Kyle. I am once again with Danny, and we are here talking about X-Men once again, going back to New Mutants, issue number three. Now, last week, we were, or last issue of New Mutants, we were in a uh, we saw the new mutants get bailed out of space, uh, Shi'ar space, Shi'ar jail, and into the custody of uh, Cannonball, Sam Guthrie, right? Yep. And uh, with his uh, with his uh, new baby mama, Smasher. Smasher. And uh, we learned a little bit about uh, about Gladiator and what he's been up to, right? That was that was mm-hmm. interesting. Um, learning learning about uh, the future of Shi'ar the Shi'ar Empire, and people are plotting, people are moving, making moves once again, here. And Charles's daughter. Charles's daughter. What's her name again? I forget her name. Zandra. Always, Zandra, yes. They're coming to get you, Zandra. Zandra. Zandra, they're coming to get you! <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so she makes an appearance, but this week we go back to uh, Krakoa in Earth, and we are back on Earth, and this is a totally, totally very different from what we got uh, previously. And you already pointed this out. Uh, this is uh, not a Hickman joint. Um, Brisson, right? Ed Brisson and uh, Flaviano. Flaviano, right? Is the one doing uh, the illustrations. So. Flaviano. Flaviano. Just one, one, one name, no surname, just Flaviano, the artist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, this is a change-up because uh, up until this point, New Mutants had been done uh, by Hickman. Was uh, I know he's helming this, but still, he was like kind of directly piloting New Mutants. Yeah. Now he's, he's passed it on to Brisson, so I'm interested to see if Brisson keeps doing moving forward. Ed Brisson walks into uh, Jonathan Hickman's office, and he just sees Hickman on on a on top of his desk pretending to fly around. He's just like, "Hey, what do you want me to do with this issue number three? And he's just all like. I can't hear you. I'm in Shi'ar space. Good day, sir. Just shuts the door on him. Makes <laughs> <laughs> the sound effects and everything. <laughs> so, uh, uh, who, you getting paid to do this? This is like, I am head of X. I can fly anywhere I want. You're the, on your desk. Uh, I like that they shift over the new mutants moniker to like the these other mutants who kind of function as like the the new iterations of the new mutants. Like they're mm-hmm. the different generations, like Grant Morrison's new mutants, and then fucking Generation X. Like a lot of those characters yeah. are kind of getting shoved into this story, and they're yeah. just kind of using it as a big umbrella for all new mutants over the years. Yeah, it's interesting, and a lot of these characters are. Um quite unfamiliar with i'm familiar at their wikipedias um not so much the story arcs that they were in uh just you know uh things i've read on the wikis but let's dive in and learn more about these characters because i have questions i have so many questions about some of these characters oh do i have questions but let's get into this we start are you ready oh oh i almost started without you did you buckle your seatbelt I'm, I'm buckled. You're buckled. Let's 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 start this train. I'm into it. <laughs> so we start uh, at Krakow and we're met with Glob and uh, armor. And uh, so, what do you know about Glob? His name is Robert Herman. Glob Herman, if you will. Um, he's made of his skin is made of wax, which. Once again, so I'm assuming the muscle is also made of wax, but it moves like muscle. See, I'm already thinking too hard about this. We talked about this before we started the podcast. I, 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 there's, I have so many questions about how this person functions, how this mutant functions and just exists in the world. Because everything he does, it just leads me to ask more questions. And it takes me out of the story with so many questions that I have about this character. I'm going to make this simple for you. Glob is a Grant Morrison creation. 
take it at that. And that's yeah. all you need to you, That's really all you do need to say, yeah. right? Yeah. It, it, it could be anything. It could be everything. It could be nothing. Grant Morrison is a very radicalized man. He could probably say, like, he probably based the skeletal structure off of Glob off of his own skeletal structure. He always likes to sneak himself into his comics. So maybe Glob could be Grant Morrison. We don't know. We don't know. I, for the longest time, just called him that weird translucent guy that I could see his bones. I always forgot that his name was Glob, but, you know, he, he never really came across as a memorable character except visually. Never, like, action, I, I, or action-wise. I never was like, oh, remember that time Glob saved all those people or did something badass? No. Couldn't remember. I remember things from, like, his other, like, teammates around his time, like Dust and, like, Anole and Mercury mm-hmm. and, like, those characters. Like, I remember them doing things, and Glob was always kind of just the background guy. Yeah, um, I, I don't, I don't, I, 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 I'm gonna stop because I, I'm gonna just ask way too many questions. But we got Glob, we got Armor. Armor, guess what she does? She creates Armor. Bam, you know Armor. But in contrast with Armor, I could tell you that she's Joss Whedon creation and she is dope. I yeah. enjoy armor very much, and I like how he had fun with her powers and like he created her during a lot of that old gifted like story arc of the stuff yeah. that really really started to pick up like the X Men fervor and like really was the beginning of good X Men story writing in the two thousands. And I've really enjoyed the stuff he did with armor and always when she showed up and I've always enjoyed her as a character just because of the grandeur of her powers. They could be localized or they can become this big monolithic power. That she uses in such unique and like interesting ways. So yeah. she's paired here with Glob, which is like a perfect contrast. Armor's awesome. Glob is just weird. <laughs> Glob is just so weird. I have so many questions. Um, but they're picking this fruit and check out this fruit. It's like a spiral banana almost. Yeah, really. Uh, like a, a Nerf ball banana or something like that. Um, interesting fruits that they're picking, harvesting on uh, the island. And they're having this moment. It seems like a lot of these characters, when we're first introduced to them, have this moment where they're just kind of uh, in awe of the island and in awe of building this nation state type of situation. And they're just kind of like, especially Armour, she was just all like, uh, I had nowhere to go. I was hiding. If only I knew that this place was here type of situation. Yeah, the paradise. Uh, but there's always that also moment that falls afterwards where they're like, but something is still quite off or slightly off or someone's missing or something doesn't quite feel right. They always have that kind of transition where it's like the awestruck yeah. moment of being in paradise, but then the reality sets in afterwards and they're like always some other want or question that the issue will follow through and try to answer as best as it can. Yeah. And um, this is true. And we transition to that fucking party still happening. Nonstop party. We got some cuckoos in the background, too. We got Pixie. Um, who else do we have? Do you notice anyone else? Uh, I think Anole is right next to Pixie. Anole, and then yeah. farther there is... Uh... Oh, gosh. Rockslide, I think, is his name. Shiro or whatever uh, his mm-hmm. regular name. So he's a little bit further next to a knoll. But that's all I recognize. Uh, do you yeah. like the glob? She like, turns to finish talking to glob about yeah. her, like, lamenting. And he's just getting down with Pixie. Yeah, he's just, he's just getting down hard with uh, Pixie. Look yeah. how googly his eyes are, though. I love the googly eyes. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're pointing in opposite directions okay i have to ask this question now that you brought it up like is is he a bird like does his eyes stay in place does he have the ability to like move his eyes completely behind him yeah like he's some sort of iguana or something they're they're net they're not like connected to like sockets they just float around in his his little yes wax like fluid that uh because then we ask like how does his waste disposal work is he just shitting everywhere like what's going you don't like, want to try to unravel Grant Morrison creations. You just take them as like this is gonna be ridiculous, and then move forward. Like, wouldn't it? <laughs> wouldn't it all it take is like a dumb bird to accidentally bump into him, and that's it. You're dead. Or like, okay, I mean, what can like, he melt? You like, unless that wax is super like, yeah. Can he harden and melt his wax on like command? That'd be that's... cool. If he could change his like uh, consistency and like uh, mass a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, I like I said, never remember reading him like popping off in anything and being like, oh shit, Glob's a badass. Like, I just always thought he was a joke character, like uh, 
no no foreshadowing but beak <laughs> um yeah so he's getting down with pixie and the armor's just like she's like she looks like she's happy for him she's like yeah cool good for you yeah um so moving on no mutant is an island the nation of krakoa is a safe haven for mutant kind, but there are still mutants who haven't come to the island. And why would anyone want to miss out on paradise, Danny? Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're on, if you're, if you're a mutant who's on the run from the law, you probably wouldn't want to go to the island because that'd be the first place they look, right? What's <laughs> the like? Can you get like good drugs on Krakoa? You think? Like, what's the shroom like? Yeah. Oh, there has damn. to be like some crackling like ayahuasca of some sort, right? Well, I mean, and the crackling flower is already pretty impressive. I bet that has right? some some euphoric properties. You think so? I would imagine some sort of like afterglow. <laughs> Shit extends your life. It's got to feel great. Yeah. Um. Interesting. I'm always curious about. See, this is a question for what is it called again? Mutants unmuted. Yeah, the, the, the subreddit. <laughs> yes, the subreddit. Mutants Unmuted. We should do an episode just reading some of those ridiculous... Oh, I'm down. Oh, that would yeah. be All right. That might be coming up soon, folks. All right. So we cut to the title page, and we go to Armor, just hanging out with... Uh, um, sage. Yeah, Sage. The sage human is... hat, or mutant yeah. mentat. Yep. And she's just saging it up. And... Uh, and they talk. They're essentially getting. They're talking about. Uh, she's like, they went to space. I wanted to go to space. Why didn't you tell me that they went to space? And um, what else are they talking about here? They they mention Angel essentially, right? And then, but before they mention Angel and Beak, uh, is there any? It's just thing that she's going over like mutants that she feels is missing because that's like her big lament here is like she's happy she's in paradise but she says that there's still people that she notices not here and okay and she doesn't feel it's okay for us all to be so excited and happy about our lives Mm -hmm. until we could share it with all other mutants and so she's going through like a checklist of like okay where's bishop at okay where's dazzler at like and she's just trying to remember and then she ends on (laughs) on beak Beak. And I'm just like already like, who cares? It's like, why are you even looking to see if Beak's here? Like he, he was like that one death that happened during like uh that massacre that happened at the, the Xavier school where they blew up mm-hmm. that bus full of students. It's like, oh no, Beak was killed, and I'm like, Yeah, no no emotional resonance lost there. That's yeah. another great Grant Morrison creation, because you could see that Grant Morrison was getting real radical with these mutant like young mutant generation. Beak is a rough one. Beak. Fucking Beak, man. He's just a bird, right? Bohus Barnell. Bohus Barnell. <laughs> um, he has a weird name. He oh, already man. has a weird name. And it's an alliteration. Yeah. Uh, Marvel, man. Sometimes you wow me. But yeah, Sage is like, oh yeah, no sign of him. I believe he's actually still out in the wild. He hasn't come in to like Krakoa yet. And she's also... Uh, Armor's also noticing that Angel Salvador's missing. And that's the Angel Salvador that people probably would recognize from the, the new X-Men. New, X-Men uh, first new, class. First class. Yeah. Oh, what's the new class? It was combining new mutants first class. Ah, movie idea. There you go. There we go. New <laughs> book. Hickman. Get on listening? Get on this. Oh. We don't need another Wolverine. We need this now. Um, it mentions their kids, too, which already yeah. I was just like, What? Angel exactly. hooked up with Beak. Anyone wanted to hook up with Beak? Like that's right. Like, that's got to be like, love because fuck. <laughs> man, that is hideous. He's not something to look at. That's for sure. He's like something out of like an alien extinction movie where they tried to like clone like like a bird and a human and like fuse it together. Yeah, like, I look at Beak and I expect him to look at me in the eye and say like, "Kill me." <laughs> yeah, exactly. It seems like you need you need to kill this bird thing. It's it's a failure of science. Does not look healthy. <laughs> like sometimes the mutant gene mutates in a bad direction, guys. <laughs> I mean, what if you got SARS as an STD? Like, watch out. <laughs> uh, right. 
<laughs> sorry, she could be prone to more things. I don't get how that works, but uh, Ugh. yeah. So uh, Armor's just all like, "I'm, I'm gonna go get him. I'm gonna go find him. I'll be back when I find him." And Six. she's just like, "Down, man, don't rush." Yeah, <laughs> I love the deadpan. Uh, yeah, just yeah, don't don't rush. Don't <laughs> worry. We're, we're good. Yeah, I'll need to see you for a while. <laughs> he comes back, he does it. It's we're all fine. Yeah. Krakoa moves on. <laughs> um, but we go to uh we go back to Glob um and Armor, and they're in a, a kind of a dorm, it looks like. This is uh, probably one of those pods that we've seen in the first issue. Yeah. New Mutants. Uh it seems like What's the rules on place? Like some people get castles and others get like a, a bunk, like a like a tiny room. Yeah, they actually have like a little infograph <laughs> where they break it down. Actually, coming up where they show what faction of, of or what class of mutants gets put in what kind of sextants. Yeah. Yes, the sextants, and we finally figure out what the sextants are, which is interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I forgot about that. Good. Good. Uh, pointing out, we'll talk about that in a sec. But he's just like. Um, He's just all like, yeah, I thought they were in the Netherlands, but he's just like, now they're in Nebraska. what in Nebraska? Yeah. And he's just like, oh, Nebraska. Ew. Gross. And uh, <laughs> then he's just like, You think I got a shot with Pixie? Yeah, I like he's holding on to that pillow. He doesn't even care about Beak. He's just like daydreaming about Pixie. Yeah. I also, I also forget that technically he's still kind of young. It's just he has this massive and like jovial body, so it's like he, he it's hard to tell his age. Right. Uh, how how old is he? I think he's supposed to be closer to like uh, a young adult. Whereas like Jubilee should be like proper in like her almost forties. But right. who knows? <laughs> I mean, everybody stays the same age. That's the problem. Sometimes it's weird. Sometimes. But look at that sideways like illustration where his eyes is bugging, like are kind of bugging. yeah, they're kind of like peering forward. So it seems like he has some control. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ask way too many questions. All right, and he's just like, "No, nah, forget I said anything. That was stupid." Um, Did a chance with Pixie, <laughs> and then uh, Armor's just like, "I think I know why they didn't come. I think I know why Beacon Angel didn't come." And uh, which is interesting. Do we get an explanation for where she got this information on why she thinks they didn't come? She's or she just the web, of... so she probably like went on social media and saw the stuff about like probably Beak's dad. Oh, like my post, like you yeah, like... fucking sad ass Beak, just like have a Facebook post, just like pro- thoughts and prayers. And a picture. Like, yeah, exactly. The picture of his dad. He's like, you know, <laughs> really trying here. Everyone, you know, be sure to like and upvote that. <laughs> uh, oh, please, please donate to my GoFundMe. Yeah. <laughs> all these pictures of my family member in like the worst like state they've ever been in their life and it's just ever. like god display them like terry shivo and it's just like oh god oh my god the terry, terry shivoing oh. oh. <laughs> nail on the head where it's like what's where's terry's one wish please don't show me on television to the world like this <laughs> yeah let me keep my dignity that's that all i have that's it and i was just like ooh. Whoops. <laughs> it was good. Um, and so uh, Armor heads over to the sextant and specifically go finding, trying to find Roberto, trying to find Sunspot. And uh, she she finds a boom boom. A boom boom. A boom. A boom boom boom. I just hanging out. The Kemetos habitat is what they call their Acad- the, Academos. Academos. Yeah, that's yeah. like that's that's the one specifically for the new mutants. For new mutants, yeah. So they have like dorm room style houses. <laughs> Boom Boom is totally like fucking like ransacking the shit out of like right. Like she, throw, man. she got caught straight up, <laughs> red handed doing something. And is that like a have... golden globe she's holding? Like, what am I looking I don't at? Know what that is. <laughs> Like he has a bunch of trophies over to the right. Maybe yeah. she just took one of those. I don't know. Um, and she's like, hey, I'm looking for a pen. Bullshit. Bullshit, boom, boom. 
You're not looking for a pin at all. Don't give me that shit. Yeah, the 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 choreography and the illustration of like how they draw them, like how quick the the change of like her, like oh you caught me, let's just get out of here, <laughs> we're leaving the room. Right. Instantly, she's leading her out, like nothing to see here. I guess there's no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real quick pace. I like the cadence in there. Yeah. See, that's pretty akin to the New Mutants cadence. Like, the, the other issues had that kind of cadence. So, at least the theme seems to kind of still echo the same and kind yeah. of how they hold the comedy. Sure. Definitely. We're getting this very sophomoric, but very, like, like they're children. You get that, like, that teen, teen, uh, teen drama and teen angst. But, uh, I think they're way more sly than they actually are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's just full of shit for it's sure. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we go to what looks like a kitchen or something, and uh, Armor and Boom Boom are just hanging out. Uh, Boom Boom has one of those weird fruits, and she's just like, Please tell me you're going on an adventure. Can we go on an adventure? You, you're going on an adventure, right? Let's go on an adventure. I want to go on an adventure. Like, how do you feel about Nebraska? Right? <laughs> She's like, ah, like, fuck. Yeah, they're all like, Roberto's on like a space adventure. He's like, he's like a businessman. And they're on, a, they're on an extraterrestrial like uh, adventure right now. Where are we going? And she's like, Nebraska. <laughs> she doesn't even say it. She just writes it on a piece of paper. And Boom Boom looks at it and she's just like, ugh, Nebraska. Not having it. And she's like, you don't have any friends in, like, other places? Any cool places? Madripoor or Monster Island or something like that? Adventure! Can we, can we, the Asgard. What, I could list off all the cool hotspots. Right? <laughs> hey, Nebraska, this is where we're going. All right. Nebraska didn't they, is. Didn't during Siege, did they move, didn't they move Asgard to Nebraska? Yep. Or North Dakota or one of those places, one right? One of those places. It's Nebraska. Yeah. No- oh, man. Now that you say North Dakota, I'm second-guessing myself. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But yes, it was one of those places. That's where New Asgard... Or what was it called? Asgardia? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, they, they restationed it there, and then they had the whole siege event because, like, America was like, what the fuck? You can't yeah. just put, like, your weird, sovereign, extra-dimensional, like, world in our country, like... <laughs> Norman Osborn was in charge at that point, so he was just like, I'm gonna throw my dick on the table. Let's go, Thor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This Dark Rain. Yep. He's like, to me, my century. Get <laughs> <laughs> puppeted the shit out of the century. He got so lucky, because without it, he's just the Green Goblin, and let's shit. be honest, the Green Goblin ain't, ain't much to really gawk at. No, not at all. Dude's uh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He is crazy. And she's just all like, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Let's do this. Uh, and then she's like, don't mention that I was in Sunspot's room. wonder what she's trying to get at. <laughs> she's trying to hide the fact that she was looting the shit out of him. And then yeah. she totally walked in on it. She's like, let's just not bring this up. Boom Boom's a weird character because she was like one of those foils that I think was originally like a... Um, wasn't she like a what, part of the Brotherhood at one point, or like something along the lines? Is like she was a bad guy, and then changed leaf. She's like an old Jim Shooter character from like the eighties. Like she's like Dazzler, like old. Yeah, like Jim that. Jim Shooter. Yeah, like even maybe not as old as Dazzler, but pretty close. Like definitely like she's before around. even like even fucking Gen X and shit. So it's funny to see her like getting kind of looped in with all these like younger, more kind of uh different generation characters but that's what they've been doing with new mutants that's why like chamber is with the og new mutants and all that it's very strange her first appearance was secret wars 2 uh issue number 5 1985 what yeah tabitha showed up in secret wars what that's so funny tabitha's all rolling around she's like oh they got the hulk and spider-man well, I'm boom boom. Yeah, <laughs> Let's throw. take on the Beyonder. <laughs> well, she just she just throws little bombs, right? She's essentially like a time bombs. A, she's like she's Bomberman. She's Bomberman. It's it's Jubilee, but slightly different. Yeah, like, more localized. Like Jubilee shoots the firework, like the shiny fire fireworks out of her hand, whereas Boom Boom's like, well, I can make like little balls that explode. Yeah. They're not they're not pretty. They just go boom. They just boom. go boom. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> Always twice. 
Um, but then we cut to a medical document, I guess, or like a medical explanation, I should say. Manus uh, Matricum. How do you say this? Matricum. Mones Motricum Dementia. Dementia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, the third, the second word is the one that I'm tripped out. So Monus, Monus Motricum Dementia, MMD, um, a rare form of dementia commonly referred to as Taylor Ellis disease, named after the science fiction author Taylor Ellis, who brought the disease to public spotlight after his own diagnosis in 1994. Ellis succumbed to the disease only four months after his diagnosis at age 45. Blah blah blah. Symptoms. Wait, wait, wait. Let me go back up. Uh, because of what's up? Said forty-five. He died at age fifty-four. Oh yes, fifty-four. Sorry. Uh, because of the rarity of this disease, there's been little research into the known causes. However, it has recently been reported that a cure will be made available to nations who have accepted the Krakowin Sovereignty Pack. Um, symptoms. Um, trouble remembering how to carry out everyday tasks. That sounds kind of important. Yep. <laughs> Early signs include loss of ability to operate a phone or a computer. In advanced cases, they will no longer recall how to walk or lack the ability to relearn forgotten tasks. Uh, 10,000 people with MMD globally. 90% diagnosed die within six months. MMD is Damn, that's vicious. Is the yeah. most commonly diagnosed in patients between ages 50 to 67. Is this real or is this made up? This is uh, it's totally made up. This is like yeah. the Marvel's universe of like Lou Gehrig's disease or something. Yeah, like, yeah. like with it's Alzheimer's like, peppered into it. Some like super, it's super dementia. It's I not just that... dementia, it is super. I think this is unfortunately one of those like uh, business maneuvers where they wanted something ambiguous because they didn't want to risk like offending someone who has like, diseases. <sighs> I, dude, remember? Uh, talk about you, things. How about that? You remember, you remember Breaking Bad where like his son had like MS or something like that? Like yeah. and, like people like the actor actually had like a case of yeah. it. He said that his portrayal like people used to bitch about it all the time. It's like that's not 100% accurate and it's like oh gosh whatever. They tried their best. The actor actually has a case of it like it's still you know never good enough so I feel they just want let's be as safe as possible and stick in the realm of fantasy and let's move on from here. <laughs> yep. Um. So we move on two days later and uh we get some French off in the distance, and we cut to uh, Armor and Glob looking at Maxime and Manon running up to them. Now, we talked a little bit before the podcast. I knew nothing about these two characters until about 20 minutes ago. As did I. <laughs> and uh, I do like their abilities so one of them's an empath the other has the ability to implant memories and with their powers combined they have the ability to kind of like interrogate people's minds and like torture their minds as well as like implant false memories and stuff like that yeah. um, the process is very quick and can successfully break and brainwash even strong-willed individuals like storm logan and etc um Pretty impressive. Pretty awesome power. Yeah. Yeah. I really dig it. I want to see more of them doing doing stuff. They're, um, they're, they're children and they're already far more interesting than Beak and Glob combined. Already. Already <laughs> way more interesting. Uh, it's so good for their age. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were one of the rare few that were admitted to the Xavier School pre-puberty because their powers manifested so early. Um, so that's interesting. I dig the look. I dig the design of the characters. It's interesting. I wonder why their skin is pale, pale white, it seems, or like an off-white. It just might be one of those weird mutant palettes they went with where they were like, we're going to give you a slightly varied skin to show that you're mutant. Yep. Got to show it in some way, shape, or form, some people... 
look beautiful. Others have blue skin. Deal with it. And they're just like, hey, where are you going? What's up? Where are you off to? I want to go. Can we go? People are very like into other people's business here. They're all like, what's up? What are you up to? I'm, this is this is my life now. I'm I like how they're <laughs> undeniably children too. So it's like yeah. for them to be like bossing her around, like take us with you. She should just be like fuck off, kids. Like we're going out <laughs> of the world. Like I'm not gonna watch you. Like and nor do I want to be responsible for any of this or whatever happens. It's dangerous. We're literally like on alert because the world is after us. Charles Xavier just died. Not taking you out of here. Go to bed. But instead, it's just like no. Wait, all right. Mm, yeah. Yeah, the portal. <laughs> all right, yeah. So they go. They're just like, come on, come on, we can help, we can help. And they're like, all right, come on, let's do this. And it's weird portal. Why they? It's like on a giant hill. Steep as fuck, dude. Steep as fuck, dude. Getting them, getting those, uh, getting their t- those ten thousand steps in. Got it, man. Rock that Fitbit. <laughs> Rock that Fitbit, bitch. <laughs> so they go through the portal. And uh, we cut to Nebraska, Pilger, Pilger, Nebraska. Yep, Pilger, Nebraska. Pilger, Nebraska. Pilger, Nebraska. You know, oh, you know, yeah. Pilger, you're not familiar with come legendary on. Pilger, Nebraska? Ah, come on. Ah, come on, guys. So God, you heard of New York, New York, but no Pilger, Nebraska, whatever. You say you're traveled. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, Nebraska sounds sounds not fun. Sorry, Nebraskans. Nebraska, yeah, whatever. You, um, so they're looking for Beak. They know. <laughs> they know. They know. Uh, they're looking for Beak and Angel. Um, and they just cut. They go to the house, and we see this frail chicken man that is Beak. And he's just like, "Yo," now he's just like, "Oh my god, what's up? Come in. How's Look it going?" Look at all our weird ass children. <laughs> look at these look at these children. They're fucked up, right? I made yeah. them. <laughs> Such Happy a weird you just right? let anything fuck anything. <laughs> it's like that episode of uh oh Rick and Morty. <laughs> oh, where he, he sent a uh, best friend into that extra dimensional space. Was it Bobby oh, yeah. or something? Billy or something, and he just started fucking all the animals and created his own inbred species. Exactly. Life yes. finds a way. Yeah, life found a way with these two. Poor yeah. Kid. Um, yes, it did. And they're just kind of catching up. What's up? They miss each other. And they ask, you know, why Why did you not come to Krakoa? And uh, motherfucking these children go like crazy. And they're just like flying everywhere. And causing chaos. One of them has a beak and they're running fast. That's sharp as fuck. Yeah, dude, watch out. <laughs> it's kind of close to the lower regions, too. That can't right? better watch this junk. You it's better watch beat. out. Maxime's gonna, yeah. He might get his junk fucked. But, <laughs> um, kids are having a good time. And, uh, uh, because she's like, yeah, I got the message from the Professor, but, you know, um, we wanted to go, but. And he just kind of trails off a little bit, not really finishing a sentence. And he's just like, I know why you came, and that's why we're here. Can we see him? And we cut to uh, Beak and his family, um, and it looks like his father on life support. Correct. Yeah. It's his pa. His pa. Yeah. And this is a great kind of funny moment or i feel like it's a funny moment because it's just all like this is so we read we about mm uh what was it again mmd mmd right this is it seems to be circling back here this is a person suffering from mmd and is like almost on the last legs of mmd already forgot to know how to drive forgot how to walk pretty much bedridden can't really move anymore no motor skills right and she's the mother is it the mother right the mother or beak giving the kind of speech oh it's kind of it's beak oh it's the mom kind of chimes in and then beak is just like this is my dad uh, he in and, and everything I just pretty much said. He's just like, yeah, he's he's dead. And as she's doing that, or as he's doing that, Armor's just like fixed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like 
pulls something out of her bag, ejects it into his <laughs> IV, and instantly the dude's just like, oh, shit, I'm alive and kicking and everybody. What's going on? Straight up. Healthier than the grandpa and fucking Willy Wonka. And the dude's name is Charles. That's the best part. The mom yells out, oh, my God, Charles. Charles. <laughs> I'm like, what? It's Professor here? Is he in your mind? <laughs> Where is he? Get out of here, Charles. I know you're here. You're listening. But go back a couple pages, and I just love that moment of, like, Beak introducing his family, and yet just this hideous, like, dude and his family, just sweet old family, and he's like, here's their son. <laughs> it's just such a funny contrast. Because his parents are super normal. Like, they're just... Super normal sure One is, like, old and dying, and the other one's just an old lady, but still, it's like, uh, well, what was it like giving birth to Beak? Was that painful? <laughs> Did he <laughs> call you? Talons get all stuck in your uterus? Like, what's going on? Right. Um, funny picturing them and pushing them on a swing and shit <laughs> but uh yeah essentially armor is just all like the island's given us such wonderful things like these medicines that cure everything check it out and uh yeah that's when he wakes up and he's just like wow and she's like Charles and uh you would think that even though he didn't go to the island. He would know of these drugs, right? Is he just not on the internet? He is from Nebraska. Never mind. Yeah, I think he's just no. He's from the enough. he's from the Netherlands, actually, right? Yeah, but they I think they just live there right now in Nebraska. Yeah. But I I I kind of feel like he's probably just more focused on his father to the point where he's kind of disconnected and just avoiding everything else. He's just put too much of his life absorbently absorbently into his father that it's kind of blinded him to the happenings that going on of Krakoa. I mean, he knows things. He's heard things, but I don't think he understood how miraculous the healing powers of the flower are. And we were, we were shown like, or we were shown that like he had pretty much a really surprised reaction to like how well it worked. And it seemed like he was way out of the loop on like, mm-hmm. Oh shit, we could have just dealt with this like a while back. Fuck. Sorry, yeah. dad. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I should have went to Krakoa. Fuck. Suffered. Suffered for nothing. Yeah. Um, but look at this uh, panel at the very bottom, and you see Beat kind of grasping uh, Angel, and that's normal. But then you see Angel grasping her boobs around Beak's arm, and I felt like I don't know if that's just like a weird perspective, but she's just grabbing her boobs right now, right? Yeah, she's just grabbing her boobs, and his other arm looks kind of tiny. Like, it's, like, really far off. Like, it's yeah. all detached. <laughs> it is definitely a weird perspective thing that I'm, I'm tripping me out a little bit. I mean, his arm kind of, other arm kind of sells it. Like, it's just, like, a soft embrace. They're pulling each other closer. But at the same time, yeah, it really does look kind of boob graspy. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> she's all excited. He's alive! <laughs> look how perky my tits are. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they save an old man. Look at that. Um, and, uh, we cut to the Academos Habitat, the Sextant, and we finally learn about the houses of X. Not those houses of X, but the Habitats of X, I guess you Habitats of X. <laughs> Habitat of X. New, uh, miniseries coming from Hickman. Yep, it's new miniseries. It's like Big Brother for mutants. <laughs> oh, God. Yep. Oh, that'd be bad. Oh, man, that would be bad. But the habitant is also referred to as the Sextant. is a collection, a collection of biomes that serve as home to younger generation of mutants. The Academus also serves as an education center and training facility where the young mutants exchange ideas and learn from one another. Forgoing formal classroom studies and student-teacher relationships, all are students, all are teachers. Um, wow, that's so progressive. Yeah. Uh, but one thing that's I wanted to point out is uh this is pretty much just a college. A mutant college. This is the uh yeah. crack or you, more or less. They definitely party like it. Yeah. We got to, so we could go through each house, right? Uh we got a we got A, which is uh Delta House. Delta Delta House, the generation X. Um B is Zeta House. We got the new X-Men. C is Beta House. The Frost Academy? 
So that's what, like the cuckoos and uh, the hellions and shit. Hellion. Okay. Yeah. Um, D is the pod, the five. So that's the five's house. Why are they in that? You would think they would have a bigger habitat. Yeah. Not to be mistaken, it was Moira's pod as well. She's got right. her own pod. She has her own pod. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the, the new X Men. That's that's uh, Graham Horston's run, right? Like that's what they mean by that. Yeah, I imagine that's what they mean by that. Because that's what they always refer to that as a new X Men. Uh-huh. I assume. I assume so. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on, we have E. Life death is communal, so it's just like what a communal. Area. It's weird. That's a weird name for like a communal. Thinking the same area. thing. This right. is life and death right here. <laughs> really? I thought I was just sitting on a couch. Why is this life and death? I thought this was just a place to get some quiet time, peace and quiet. My fucking roommate. <laughs> it's out of control. <laughs> um, F, Sigma House, the Jean Grey School. Um, uh, probably the lamest house on this list. <laughs> That's when Wolverine was uh, yeah, headmaster. Wolverine, that's when uh, the Jean Grey school, like yeah. Post schism and, and all that. Yeah. Didn't uh, Cyclops make his own school as well? No, he just stayed on Utopia, and Utopia essentially became oh, the new so you, Genosha. Yeah. Genosha. Or I guess you could say the proto Krakoa. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Um, Omega House, redacted. We do not know. Um, who do you think that is, if you had to guess? I would say probably Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Something like that. His horseman. Yeah. Or Kid Omega? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard one. Yeah, but I would assume probably something like that. Like his horseman, if... yeah. That'd be funny. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, and then we got H, Alpha House, The New Mutants. Those guys. You know those guys. We're supposed to be like 40, 50 years old, but yet they were referenced as like being the young mutants. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't get it. What's happening? Uh, timelines are weird in comics. Don't think about it. See, don't I forget think... about I, which is Robot House. Robot House. Yeah, this is turning into a bit of an Animal House kind of college situation with like the different fraternities. Right? Uh Interesting. It's weird that they. You would think that you would want to switch it up instead of segregating, like into those groups constantly. You know, get people. Let's get some cuckoos hanging out with some uh, with glob. Well, they seem to because I mean, Gen That's true. X- they got the communal area right. And Gen X characters are showing up in like the New Mutants issues, like boom, like people like uh, oh gosh, Chamber. We were talking about is with the other New Mutants. So you get a little crossover there, and like what's going on with armor and like Beak and pretty much Glob all kind of intersecting. Like that's a couple different like oversteps or over uh, intersects. Do you think that party place they were they were partying earlier is the, the life yeah. death? Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, because that, that place is like always like they always seem to cut to one place in almost every issue where they're walking around Kakoa, where there's at least one big party going on. And then mm-hmm. it's probably just that communal area. It's just like one constant party as people like fade out to their other respective locations. More people probably filter in and start partying. Yeah, the night shift comes in. They got a good party rotation going. Yeah, they do. Um, but we cut to them in the kitchen, um, just hanging out, biggest thanking them still. Um, And uh, what happens? So there's an event happen, incident happen on the next page. But on this page, they're just kind of uh, talking about like basic. I don't know what they're talking about. They're just talking like, about their hey, kids, we, right? We fixed we fixed your dad. That was the only reason why you stayed. Like you should come to Krakoa. You, yeah. Angel, your kids, all of you are citizens. Like you'll be better and safer there. And and he's like, well, let's let my dad like recover more. And then we'll we'll figure it out and decide, and then we'll bring the kids eventually. But let's we're that's still we're gonna back burner that. And before they could finish like really deciding or digging into it, they they're pretty much met with this like group of like radicalists that have like taken their children hostage. Yeah, 
Um, and look at the beard and and the neck on this dude. It's really weird. <laughs> it is super yellow tea. <laughs> it looks like he has like a dry like a, a Shenron like chest tattoo. Yeah, goes <laughs> all the way up his neck. Down his like wrist. God, this guy needs to choose. He's iconoclasting hard. He needs yeah. just to stay in a lane with that yeah, look. He, yeah, he's just got. It is very con- a conflicting look all over the the blue hair. With the, the bright yellow beard and then the red visor glasses with a crazy tattoo. Yeah, none of that matches. He's just loud for the sake of being loud. <laughs> and he calls them freaks. He says, why don't you freaks come on out? And I'm like, well, fuck. It looks like the co- the pot's calling the kettle black today. <laughs> right? Like, come on. Besides, besides Beak, who the fuck are you talking about? This guy with his Shenron tats and his golden beard... You should. You want to. You want to. You want to bust out a JoJo pose while you're at it. Oh yeah, he does kind of have that. Like, especially with that 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 popped collar on his jacket. It's <laughs> <laughs> JoJo esque as fuck. Oh man, but yeah, um, they're just all like, "You did this. Why did you bring these people to my home?" Which always happens when you go to someone's one's home and you're oppressed, I guess. I'm just tired of the writing of, like, mothers in all the X-comics. Like, every mother is one-dimensional. She's just like, I get it. You're supposed to protect your kids and what have you. But they're always so angry and aggressive versus just being, like, even remotely, like, understanding or rational. Like, she's literally turning on Armor saying it's her fault that they showed up and took their kids captive. And it's like, you know, Armor, she wouldn't set you up like that. (laughs) She came here and literally brought the dad back from the brink of death. Why would have she brought these people with her? Just, it's like, take the kids captive. She was asking them to leave. Like, it's just this, like, they wrote Sue Storm like that in the X-Men versus Fantastic Four, or the X-Men Fantastic Four. Oh, I hated that they so wrote much. Jubilee like that in the Excalibur issues about Shogo. It's just like, yeah. it's every mother just one mode. Like, there's never, like, any mother that's like, oh, you know, like, these people are endangering my kids, not you, but. I'm not just going to wildly blame you because I'm angry and emotional. I mean, I guess that's how it is. Like, the the mother defending her children, like, rationality sometimes goes out the window. Yeah. It does happen. But there's also, you know, common collected people. I believe yeah, I, Sue Storm, I would assume, would be one of the most common. Right? She should have. History. Okay. She's had to put up with Reed's bullshit for so many years. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, they wrote her like a fucking like a heretic or something. Like she's like heretical with her nut, like her emotions and stuff. But yeah, yeah I, I just felt a flashback to that when this happened again, and I was like, oh my god, I get it, your children. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't rescue them and stop causing a scene. Yeah, right? they literally took an entire page to handle this, like. This kind of outburst, I guess. And she just kind of breaks down. He, uh, B kind of helps bring her back up. Moving on, they go outside. And Armor's just like, what do you want? What do you want? And uh, this guy gets straight to the point. He's just like, I need to speak to the one who could negotiate for you. Are you the one who speaks for everyone here? If so, let's talk and armor is like, nah, fuck you, bro. I'm gonna come at you, bro. And Golden Beard just goes to his friend and he's just all like, do it. Do rocket it. launcher. And this dude is just like rocket, like, yeah, straight up from Metal Slug, just rocket launcher <laughs> out of nowhere. Just bam. Armor's huge, but it is ineffective. This explosion. Seems kind of like you know it, it it like knocks down armor, but it seems to not phase uh, the other mutants that are just hanging out right there. They shouldn't be flying back like ten feet. What's well, a special kind of explosion? It's like an anti-mutant power. It's a, like, it's blast. a mutant dampening one. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't an actual mentally to be like an actual explosive force, but more of just the actual act of it going off on her caused that kind of percussion. So I don't think it only hit her hard because she actually blunted it. The rest of them kind of the shockwave probably wasn't as epic. But yeah, that house is fucked because she took like her large form, like a kind of a large form armor kind of suit and like rushed at him and went flying right back in the house. Took like one fourth of the house. I <laughs> armor looks they back. Yeah, ar- no, armor's armor looks she's they're just like, My house Armor's just a little like Beak, Angel, you're coming to Krakoa. 
<laughs> you guess you got no reason to stay here. Yeah, I guess you're coming. <laughs> your dead. The house is ruined. Come on. <laughs> it's time. And he's just all like, my kids have a gun to their head. This is not the time for this. <laughs> One of the twins makes a joke where it's just saying, like, this is why they normally said Wolverine for these things. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, it's a great moment. And again, we got a, we got a man and just hiding behind Glob. Like, I still don't think that's going to be effective. Glob's not a human shield. I feel like the tiniest of thing could, like, penetrate those organs really easy. Well, if it's so, anti-mutant weaponry, wouldn't that just, like, kill Glob? Like, wouldn't his organs just spill out of him and he just die? Yeah, if he was to get, yeah, if he were to hit that, like, I feel like his his wax form would just, like, melt to the ground and his his body would follow. That is like, to say, that is to say, even if those, those organs probably don't even matter, I'm starting to think about it. I think I remember somewhere mentioning that all that shit is actually decorative. Like, aside from, like, the eyes or whatever... Everything else I don't think actually works now that I think about it. But we're still diving into a guy that's ridiculous. And we just don't need to. <laughs> Wait, so, like, nothing matters besides the blobby parts? I think, I think. And the, the eyes? I think the organs on, like, his, like, large intestine and things like that, that stuff, I don't think that stuff works. Gotcha. I vaguely remember reading an issue where he, like, talked about, like, oh, it's just there. They don't do anything. I mean, this whole issue of, will you ever seen him eat anything? Nope. I'm so curious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we get Maxime going. I guess this is why they always send Wolverine first. And that is where this issue ends. Um, what did you think of this issue, Danny? It felt, it felt too different. I like the narrative and the uh, theme and the momentum that they built with the, the actual New Mutants proper crew. Yeah. And this kind of change off, as much as I love armor, I felt like this was like a uh, like a side story that was written originally. And they were like, no, we're going to focus on the New Mutants. We're not going to do any Gen X or New new X-Men kind of stuff. But then they saw that this story had enough merit where they're like, well, we'll shoehorn it under the umbrella of the New Mutants issue and just kind of put it in there. Like It felt like this was added and less necessary. Because, I mean, we're dealing with Blob and Beak and all this stuff. I mean, this story doesn't seem like it's going to be as impactful. And and my big issue walking away from it is that the anti-mutant weaponry, the anti-mutant power weaponry is starting to become a bit of a plot device where I'm like, all right, if these street thugs have it and anyone can just use it and have this anti-mutant stuff, are mutants really that big of a threat? Are they really that big of a problem? If just average Joes could be like, anti-mutant guns! Or anti-mutant like device, and now Magneto is nothing. Charles is nothing. Like these people are nothing. <laughs> We've seen it at least three times in Donovex so far. It's coming up a lot, right? Like it's, yeah. it's, I've noticed it after this one. I was like, they've really done the anti-mutant weaponry a lot with multiple different. It wasn't like the same organization over and over again. Maybe there's one organization selling this stuff to these Maybe. people, but so far it's been like Russia, this street gang, and then like this one like group of like. Uh, Dr. Science Lady, too, had one. Yeah, exactly. The one group of, like, scientists and stuff. Orcus. Yeah, correct. So it's like, okay, what, maybe if everyone has this, like, then maybe mutants aren't that big of a deal. <laughs> Blast maybe you not. Move they on. Maybe they've, like, they turned Iceman and Omega Mutant into, like, nothing. Like, he made him, like, useless. Where he's like, Sandy Kitty! <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. She put down her whiskey and was like, I got this. Or her I rum. Yeah. <laughs> but it's gotta be rum. Gotta be rum, man. Gotta be rum. Where's the rum at? Um, but that concludes this issue. What was, uh, you have a favorite moment? Uh... I don't I don't know if I do. I guess learning about the sextant was probably my favorite moment. That was a nice building block. That was a nice little bit of, like, I guess you could say world building. World uh, building. It's world building. It's not plot-driven or story-driven at all. Yeah, it, it built a bigger foundation for the the greater, like, mythos that they're working on. But um, a takeaway moment would be when they when they saved Charles, his dad. Big's dad. And, like, he was like, oh, I'm alive! And she's like, oh, my God, Charles! <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much just put Beaks like waiting and like his like whole plot and like his whole mentality to shame where it's just like well you're just letting this dude die like we we don't have to like we 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 could just fix it but it also like I said it's forgettable like the, none of this was really 
big on the main plot, and none of this really moved much forward. And and the big ling- lingering plot thread is like, okay, well, what's Boom Boom going to do? Because if Boom Boom was like referenced earlier on, then is she going to show up again? Or was that just kind of a, a little nod to like, oh, remember Boom Boom? And then moving on. Because <laughs> if Hickman's helming this, then usually he does things like that to build it on later. Yeah. But, but who knows? Yeah. Who knows? What's Boom Boom up to? What is she scrounging? Because yeah. now um, we're coming back to this. Like, next issue is probably going to pick up from here and not the actual New Mutants. We yep. might have to wait, like, two more issues before we get back to them. Which I'm like, I don't want to wait two more issues. I liked that shit way better. Like, what's going on in Shiar's space and Charles's kid and Gladiator? Like, tell me what that and, like, Warbird and all that shit. Exactly. Um, what do you think of Maxime and Manon? I like their powers. I want to see more of them. They're, they're probably the most intriguing part of all of this is that, like, their powers seem very uh, OP, but also kind of, like, played close to the chest because you haven't seen them do anything crazy yet. Nope. But you know off of their skill set that they could probably do some really intense and interesting stuff. So that that's the, the sleeper in this whole story that I'm waiting for. Yeah, I'm curious to to see how that goes. I do like uh, the artist who is Flaviano. No, yeah, Flaviano. Um, I like the faces that uh, the armor makes. He draws draws a pretty. I like some of the faces that she makes in this. Um, a wide range of like quirkiness to angry to sad. Um, very good. A lot of close-ups, too, I've noticed. He really did a lot of close-ups on uh, armor. A lot of yeah. Shots. yeah, all my issues were with the plot and, like, the development and things along those lines. More, yeah. like, work, works up. But when it came to the art, I had no problems. So, all the art was solid. The art was completely solid. I had, I had no mo- moments where I was just like, this is weird. That tiny arm he had when they were holding each other. Beak's, like, tiny arm. That's yeah. the one thing I remember. But I think that was just I, I could I could give that a pass because he's reaching towards them. But it's just like the angle in which it's all at is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, we saw that pose so... before. Apocalypse and Richter made that same pose last issue. Oh, yeah, they guy. did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> that 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 spoon embrace. <laughs> ah, such a warm embrace. They should they should double date. We got Apocalypse and Richter and uh, Angel Salvador Beak going out to like a TGI Fridays. There you go. <laughs> Apocalypse can wear uh, he can wear a suit. Apocalypse <laughs> in his suit. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I like that that the suit the suit shots. Uh, but we'll learn more about that suit shot later on. I think that's like X Men Four, X Men Five. It's five. I think that's X Five. Five, yeah. Maybe. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there, folks. Let's talk about that sad fuck. Out of all their kids, one of them, only one of them, turned into a Birdman. That sad fuck. Yeah, and they couldn't decide what color to draw his hair because if you notice when they first introduce him, he has, uh, I think, light hair. And then they introduce him again and his hair is like dark. And then they introduce him a third time and it's like gone back. Cause he, yeah, he's got oh, dark hair. Yeah. He's, See, he's like got the, when he's about so, to like run up on the other dude, uh, one of the twins, he's got dark hair. But at the end of the comic, he's got blonde hair. And then he before has blonde that, hair at the beginning. He opened the door. Yeah, he yep. has blonde hair. So is that just like am I confused with that which kid that is or is that just a mistake? Oh, that might be a different kid. It's it looks to... like a, there's a kid that has the eyes of a beak, but not the the beak of beak. But there no, there's only one kid that has a beak, and that kid's hair changes color twice. Wait, yeah, let me see. yeah. Look when the door opens. Oh, I see it. I see. The one, okay. and then his hair goes. Yeah, that was the one that threw me off because then I was like, wait, how many beak face kids does he have? And how many kids does he have? Am I like losing track here? Like, and all these kids are relatively like the same age. Did she like give birth in like eggs? Like, what? Uh, we're, we're asking too many questions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> way too many questions. Um, oh, um, this is the problem when you when you get this far. We're sixty years of X Men, people. This is what happens. We 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 dive into. Like wax people and bird people. That's where we're at. It's just like Pokemon. They're running out of ideas. They're just all like, I don't know, a chandelier Pokemon? A fridge Pokemon now? They're doing shit like that. Sandwich. <laughs> Sandwich, you can eat it. 
But yeah, I mean, seriously, like we're we're deep diving into this one. We're trying to figure out how Bohus Barnell fucks. <laughs> I don't. What has happened? I think I want to know. What does a chicken penis looks like? Look, uh, uh, I don't want to Google that. If it's it like a duck, then Jesus, watch out. Oh, oh yeah, duck penises are a nightmare, right? They're like a spy. They're like a maze a spiral. The duck genitalia has an evolutionary battleground that is second to none. Yeah, that vagina is a maze, I should say. They're constantly evolving to like fight each other, like it seems over over time. Like the penis the male penis falls off, it like curves, it grows barbs. The female vagina the duck vagina is like a maze that like coils into itself and has like barbs inside it. It's just all crazy. Yeah. Freaking! Why well, talk about mutants when we have like real shit with better, crazy, and fucked up? <laughs> right here, this has been Duck Talk, folks. <laughs> duck Talk. <laughs> Danny, I'll bring you Duck Talk. <laughs> it sounds like a podcast about Duck Tales. <laughs> right? Duck Talk. Does oh, it coming soon. Exist. Oh no, I'm good on. Don't get me wrong, I like Scrooge McDuck and Darkwing Duck, but the modern DuckTales, I just passed on. I was like, ah, it's had its I time. watched the first episode. It was it was okay. I never really got into the original, though. Oh, you want a big DuckTales fan? That intro, man, come on. That intro was good. Yeah, I knew the intro for sure. Yeah. Oh, man, oh. Dark, Darkwing Duck was a better show. Darkwing Duck, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, anything else that you have to say about the good old New Mutants? Um, no, I just can't wait till we get back to the, uh, the New Mutants proper crew with, uh, all their, uh, I guess you could say shenanigans in space. Like, I'm happy with that stuff. This stuff feels, feels more like they're trying to build too much plot or build, not plot, but, uh, do too much world building. Uh-huh. They're like hijacking an issue for world building. I'm like, oh no. They're almost yeah. like filler. Like, remember that real bad Naruto filler where you're like, oh, that's kind of cool world building, but I just continue the story. <laughs> um, yes. Uh yeah. I am I I was taken aback a little bit. I was a little disappointed when I realized we weren't going to be in space anymore because that's what I love. I love the space adventures. That's my jam. That's my bread and butter. Oh, yeah. Shiar Empire all the way, man. For reals. Well, what was your takeaway moment, though? Like, what stung out, like, stood out the best? I don't know, honestly. Nothing I... about this stood out. Nothing? <laughs> like, it's not a bad, like, it's you not know, bad, illustrated it's... Or, or, like, totally terrible issue, but it's just unimpressive at the same time. I was like, oh, man, I'm so glad they, like, tied up that loose end with Beak. <laughs> right? Like, I finally, we finally figured out what happened to Beak. I, I just don't it. see a scenario where I'm interested in his backstory and development. Nope. Like, I I'm happy Armor's this. here, but even she seems to be, like, lackluster in this. Yeah, I don't know. I would have to say standout moment. Dude. I don't. There's nothing, right? Nothing. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying my darndest here, folks. <laughs> Globs, googly eyes. <laughs> That's Globs, googly eyes. Um, yeah, let's go with the many questions I have of Glob, which is my next book. The, the many, many questions, questions of Glob. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's what I would do if I ever met Grant Morrison. I'd be like, Ex- talk to, explain me to Glob, like everything. Like, what, what is everything, your entire yeah. opinion on him and how he works? Like, what are the organs? Does do shit? Does he have a dick somewhere? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Can he get a woman pregnant? Like, would that woman want to have that kid? <laughs> it's just like all this fluid and some organs come out. <laughs> It would just you. It would just be like a wax. It would just form into a wax boner, right? Yeah. If, oh if it does God. Exist, uh, I, I guess if it does exist, because yeah. if it's if that's just a skin, then... he's like a professor. Fantastic. He can just he can reach all sizes. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So um, 
Yeah, honestly, nothing stood out this episode, this issue at all. Um, seeing, I guess, the effects of what Crackling Flowers can do, that's kind of cool. It's kind of a, a small little thing that plays to a bigger kind of movement that they're trying to push towards. Um, that's cool. I like seeing it in effect, you know, not just in, like, Hickman-type documents. Yeah, like in kind of like the actual like passage of these pro- progressions. Yeah. Other than that, that's that's all I got to say really about this issue. It was uh, it was with a bunch of characters, like you said, like outside of like armor and these uh, Maxine and Manon characters, which are very intriguing. Well, I I don't I don't I don't care about these characters too much. See, there's your your takeaway point, Maxine, and like the twins were pretty much the one of the more the interesting parts of yeah. The but yeah, definitely. So those those characters are cool, intriguing. I might check out some some stuff, some stuffs that they're in from the past. Relatively new characters, 2018. Yeah, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, I thought they were new from this, and then you you tracked down that they were actually like uh, about roughly. Like a year, year and a couple of months ago. Yeah, um, October two thousand eighteen, and this is a Ed Brisson joint, so it makes sense that he's adding them into his story. Which that's cool. That's cool yeah. that like he's able to play with his toys, you know, play with his yeah. his creations. Why not? Hey, you know, Hickman allowed it. He said, "As head of X, I allow it." <laughs> like Brisson's like, I got these cool like. These cool mutants I made, you know, just a few, you know, few issues back, you know, can I, can I use them? And Hickman's like, okay, (laughs) I'll give you a new mutants episode or issue. I'll step back, do what you want. (laughs) Cause it really makes no sense that they're there. It makes sense that they're there because he's the writer, but in the story, it makes zero sense that they let children come with them. (laughs) Hey, John, Jonathan, can I come in? I, I, I want to add my characters into my new Mutants run. Why are you on the desk again, Hickman? Get off the desk. I need to talk to you. Can we put these characters in New Mutants issue number three? And he's just all like, I'm head of X. I'm still in chair space. You can't hear me or see me. Or even better, he's like, I'll allow it. But in return, you have to write about Glob and Beak. It's a hard deal. (laughs) (laughs) You drive a hard bargain, Hickman, but we have a deal. Just to give and take. I'll let you use your characters, but all you get from the roster is the likes of Glob and Beak. He's like, wow, Hickman, you're really giving me the A team for this one. Thanks. Uh... Dick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But that will do it for us this week. Folks, next week we are going to the A-game, guys. A-game, folks. We're going to X-Force once again. We're going to see some stuff happen. Oh, such a good issue. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'll leave it at that. But, um, yeah, follow us on Instagram. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave a comment because the algorithms love comments. And remember, folks, remember, the robots are going to kill you, but probably not today. So go eat a sandwich and have a good day. Catch you later.